Welcome to the First Assembly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message and find encouragement through the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Jesus, we just give you so much thanks and praise for who you are. God, we're so delighted. Lord, to be in your presence today. And we're so thankful for all the things that you are doing. God, what you've done, we're thankful for and what you are about to do even, Lord, over these minutes as we gather around your word and in your presence. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Well, God bless you as you're seated this morning. And <clears throat> thanks so much, worship team. We're gonna just dive right in today to this message. We're in a series on grace this summer. How many are thankful for the grace of God? <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Last Sunday, Pastor Casey got us started on this, this series. I'm excited to share uh, this word with you today. You know, grace is a very fundamental part of being a Christian. It's really, it's, 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 you have to understand grace. You have to lean into grace to uh, to be a follower of Jesus. And, and sometimes in church we say, well, I've heard that story of grace or I've, I've heard about grace before and we kind of apply it to one of the theologies that we know. Uh, but the scripture says that we should grow in grace. Uh, Paul said to Timothy, be strong in grace. So it's a muscle we can work in our lives. And so the title of this series, we've called it Wide Open Spaces because that's the place that grace that we'll find ourselves in that place. Here's a couple of scriptures we're going to read uh, today, and starting in Romans chapter 5. We're also going to look at Ephesians 2, and John chapter 1 is going to be our main text today. The scriptures are on the screen, so uh, let's, let's read them, and uh, I'll read them, and you can follow along in your Bible, on your device, or on the screen. Romans 5, this is from the message, uh, paraphrased by Eugene Peterson. He says, by entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, make us fit for him, we have it all together with God because of our master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves, look at this, standing where we always hoped we might stand out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and his glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Amen? Amen. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And here's where I want us to focus today on John chapter 1, 16 to 17. For from his fullness... We have all received grace upon grace. Would you say that with me today? Grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen? amen. Wide open spaces of grace, grace upon grace in our lives. I found myself literally one time in my life in a wide open space where I encountered grace in a very, very personal way. Grace from my dad when I wrecked his car. 
And here's how it goes. Here's how I found myself in that space. It was a typical Friday night. I was maybe 17 years old. And after youth group one night, me and some friends, we took a drive out into the country. And there was a road we called Snake Road. And the whole purpose of Snake Road was to drive that road. It was a windy, gravel, sandy road as fast as you could drive it. And we had driven it many times. I had driven it many times in the car that was my dad's car that he had basically given to me essentially to drive. And I knew every corner and every turn, but one night I had some friends out of town visiting and I thought I would push it a little bit more. And I remember going into the one turn and losing control of the vehicle, going up over an embankment, through a barbed wire fence, past trees and boulders and ditches, coming back through that same barbed wire fence, landing on the road, the car completely stalled to the point where it was nearly almost undrivable. You could drive it, but I could only drive it at about 10 kilometers an hour. And it was going crooked and sideways on the way home. I remember driving up, it was probably midnight, past midnight. My dad was up. He said he was studying. I think he was just concerned about me because we didn't have phones back then. Like, there's no fine friends. I don't know where my son is. He said, how was youth group tonight? I said, dad, youth group was amazing. God just really moved. <laughs> Man, kids got saved. Thanks for asking. I'm like, but dad... I think you need to see the car. He came outside, looked at the car. He was just quiet. But in that moment, he didn't get angry. I I, I knew he was upset. I knew that we both knew I did something wrong. But in that moment, he said, let's get in my other car, (laughs) the one you didn't wreck. And uh, he goes, I want you to show me what happened. We drove out way outside of town. It was probably one in the morning. And I remember it was a summer night. And I remember standing in this wide open field where the car had had gone off the road and together I remember him and I retracing the vehicle where it went off the road, where it went up the fence. And I remember my dad saying, thank God, praise Jesus. Look what happened here. You just passed this tree. If you would have hit that tree, you would have been dead. If you would have hit this ditch, isn't it? And it was amazing to see how the car had swerved. He said, that ditch, I don't know why the tracks didn't go straight. You swerved here. If you would have gone into that ditch, the car would have flipped. I remember in that moment realizing that not only was I receiving grace from my dad, I had done something wrong and I was receiving grace from my father. And we stood there literally in a wide open place praising God for his grace because friends, we all make mistakes. We all do things we're not proud of. And the wide open space of grace is the realization that all of us make mistakes. But that God, like my dad, just he's still my dad today. He still loves me. He even let me drive his car again. <laughs> That's grace. Grace is getting what we don't deserve. And in our text today, we read these scriptures and this one in John chapter one where I want to focus on grace upon grace. This is how God's grace comes to us. It's not just a one-time event. It's not just one time in our life where God's like, okay, you made some mistakes. I'll give you some grace. I love this because grace comes in waves. Grace upon grace. 
Grace upon grace. There's grace for you today, wherever you are. There's fresh grace. There's more grace. There's another grace. And it's going to get you out of a place of smallness and scarcity and lack. And you're going to be opened up to that place of standing in the wide open space of God's goodness and grace for your life. And when you stand in that place, you realize that grace is unlimited. And I want to declare to you today, wherever you are, there's another wave of grace coming to you. Grace upon grace. When I read this scripture, it just, it, every time I think of grace upon grace, it makes me think of the ocean. I love the mountains where we live, but how many love the ocean? I mean, not the inlet, not the harbor. I'm talking the real ocean. I remember being in my 20s, just going camping on, on the west coast of Vancouver Island. And, and right there near Tofino, the, where the waves come crashing in, I remember just being out at the beach. And if you've been to a, a beach or an ocean, you sit there. It, it, there's something about the waves that come in. They, they, they attract you. They, they, that wide open space of the ocean. It, it speaks of God's grace. It, it's a picture of, to me of, of how, how, how vast God's grace is for me. And as, as you stand at a shore of an ocean, every wave that comes in, it's so unique, every wave that comes in, yet it's so consistent. And the smell of, of the ocean, the, the feeling, the roar of the water as it comes in, and as it comes in, it crashes in, and it reforms the sand. It reforms something new, something fresh. Every wave, although they are the same in the sense that every wave is consistently coming in, every wave comes in, and it does what it wants to do. Every wave that crashes in does what it wants to do. It forms what it wants to form. It comes in at different speeds, different velocities, different, different texture of, of, of how the, the, the wave crests and, and how, you, how it comes in visually, how it comes in physically, how it comes in, how it splashes, how it moves. And it's a picture of God's grace in our lives, how God's grace comes in and crashes over our lives. God's grace is endless, and I, I want us to consider several ways that God's grace comes into our lives today. Throughout Scripture, there's many ways that we can see how grace works in our lives, but I want to just highlight a few today because I believe that wave after wave, grace upon grace is coming to your life today. Grace upon grace. There's more grace for you. There's more grace available for you, and God's grace as it comes and crashes over your life today it is going to reset, it's going to reform, it's going to refresh, it's going to renew. It's going to come in however it wants to come in. As you stand there in that wide open space and say, God, let your grace wave over me and crash over me. First of all, God's grace, God's grace saves. How many are thankful that that wave of grace, that salvation wave, it comes in by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourself. How many are thankful? You don't have to work for it. To really understand God's grace, you, you have to receive it as a gift because it is the gift of God, is what Ephesians says. Paul says here in the Ephesians, it is by grace you've been saved through faith. It is God's gift to you. And sometimes we don't understand or even realize how, how to receive that gift. Have you ever received a gift from somebody and you kind of just didn't know what to do with it? It was either just so expensive or it was so overwhelming. Or I remember one time Heather threw a birthday party for me and I was overwhelmed at that gift. And, and, and I remember, you know, certain times in my life receiving a gift from somebody. And it's overwhelming because I knew it cost them. And, I, and it's hard to sometimes take. 
But friend, I want to encourage you this morning. There's no scarcity with God. God, God, as he pours out his grace over your life and over my life, sometimes we say, God, there's just so much. He's an endless ocean. He's an endless fountain of grace. There's more grace. There's more grace coming. By grace, you have been saved. Let that first wave come and crash over your life. And if you don't know Jesus here today, if you're here, you're checking out church and you've never received the grace of God, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the good news of Jesus that by by grace, you have been saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's a free gift of eternal life. And today, if you're here, you have not yet received that grace in your life, that grace that forgives you, that cleanses you, that washes away your past. It's grace for all of your past. It's grace for all of what's happening today. It's grace for your life. And I want to encourage you to receive that grace today. I'm going to pray at the end of the service for you today if you haven't yet received God's grace that saves. And maybe you're here today, you've been saved for many, many years. My prayer is that all of us would receive that fresh wave of grace. And like David, we would pray, Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Restore to me the joy. And let that grace crash over you today. Secondly, God's grace justifies. Romans chapter three, verse 24. And it says that all and all are justified freely. How? By his grace, through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. How many are thankful that there's redemption? Grace justifies us. The word justify, it's a Bible word, but here's what it means. Just as if I've never sinned. That's what it means to be justified by God's grace. What? Because you and I, we can remember our mistakes, Just take a few minutes and kind of go, well, here's some things I've done in my past I'm not proud of. Here's some things I've done even this past week. But the revelation and and the fresh wave of grace that God, I believe, just wants to wash over us today. And and as we're in this series this summer, that we, listen, we, we, we we need to grow in grace. We need to strengthen that muscle because what happens is the enemy's a condemner and he tries to condemn and accuse and keep you down and keep you in a place and say, well, you're not, very good. You're, 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 you're not that holy. You're, you're, you make mistakes. And, and, and you know what? It's true. <laughs> but every time the enemy reminds you of those things, you say, yeah, but I bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. I, it is by grace I am saved through faith. I am not only am I saved, but I am justified in Jesus Christ through the redemption. Jesus bought you back from the devil. The devil stole your life, stole your future. But through Jesus Christ, you have been bought back. You have been redeemed. And you stand justified, just as if I've never sinned. Just as if I've never made a mistake. And you say, well, man, I've made so many mistakes. You know what, friends? I've made lots of mistakes in my life. Lots of things I'm not proud of. In fact, you may not know this, but I committed a couple crimes in my life. Breaking an entry. B&E, shoplifting. Now, mind you, it was all before I was five years old. <laughs> it's true. When I was about four, four years old, my buddies and I saw an open window in a neighborhood and some friends were on vacation and we decided we'd get a little ladder and climb up and we went into their kitchen. We made crackers and jam. <laughs> and I remember my dad frantically looking for me outside and finally the fear of the Lord just gripped my heart. It was the fear of my dad, baby, too. And I saw him calling my name outside the window. And I remember just realizing, this is probably wrong. (laughs) I remember stealing gum from a store. 
And friends, I'm not gonna go into detail, but there's all kinds of things that I've done as well that I'm not proud of in my life. And it's the same for you. But guess what? Through Jesus and his grace, it's just as if we've never sinned. What sin? What sin? So if Jesus has chosen to forget as far as the east is from the west, why do you and I keep rehearsing and replaying? It's because we're allowing the voice of the enemy in our life. We're allowing that accusation to just to settle in. And the, the, the enemy has no power over you and me when we get a fresh revelation. So we say, God, let that grace wash in over me this morning. Let the grace of God just come. And it's just as if I've never sinned. I remember, you know, there was this song back in the 80s and it kind of went something like this. The next time that the devil reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. It's not in the Bible, but it was good. Just as if I have never sinned. Scripture is beautiful and I love the Bible because it never tries to cover people's sins. Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God and they hid. Cain killed Abel. Noah, he got drunk and naked. Jacob was a deceiver. Moses murdered somebody. David was a man after God's own heart, but adultery and murder were part of his past. Samson ignored God's calling, even though he was a mighty warrior. Even Jesus' disciples John argued that he was the greatest disciple. Peter denied Christ. Zacchaeus was a thief. Mary Magdalene was possessed by seven demons. But when she received the grace of Jesus, it was just as if she'd never sinned. You could be demon-possessed. You could make mistakes. You could have a past. I believe that part of how you and I will move into the next season, First Assembly, in the calling that God has for us is we gotta get a fresh revelation of this grace. We, got, we gotta be grace people because we will only give away grace when we've understood how much grace we've received. And we have a city that, as Casey said last Sunday, that is just dying for grace. Not judgment, but grace. But, but, but freely you have received, Jesus said, and freely give it away. Freely you've received and freely give it away. So we've got to, again, stretch this muscle, grow this muscle, grow in the grace. Get strong in this grace in our own lives so that we can give it away. So that we can give it away. Isaiah 43, it is I, says the Lord, who sweeps away your transgressions for my own sake. Watch this. And remember your sins no more. This is the word of the Lord. He remembers your sins no more. Somebody say amen. This is good stuff. Come on. Here's another wave. God's grace helps. Hebrews 14, 4, 4 verse 16 rather. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. How many are thankful for the help, the grace of help? And this is, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is empowering grace. This is the power of the Spirit, the Spirit of grace. Another name for the Holy Spirit is the helper, the paraclete, the one who comes alongside. He's our helper. 
And, and he, he's our helper in, in times of, of mountaintops and times of valleys. He, he's there to help us in the good times and the hard times. It's grace that will get you through the hard times and the good times. It, no matter what's happening in your life right now, there's help for you. There's God's grace for you. And he is the spirit of grace, the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. God's grace helps me, strengthens me. God's grace is there for our friend, uh, Brother Dennis, today, who's in hospital recovering after an accident. He's in BC. And some of you know Dennis, and we've been praying for him. And God's grace is there for him and Irene right now today. And God's grace is for you right now if you got that doctor's report, or there's something going wrong in your financial situation, or there's, there's, there's something happening in your family or your kids, or whatever it is. There's grace for you right there in that valley today. And there's grace for you when you get through that valley. And friend, I'll tell you, God's grace will sustain you and will move you through and get you to that next place. Because God's heart for you is to take you from strength to strength and from glory to glory. It doesn't mean that you will not walk through valleys, but God's grace is meeting you there, even in that place today. But you're not staying in that place. And God's grace helps us to move through that place. It's an empowering grace. Paul said, even in his own life, he had a sense of, there's a thorn in my flesh. We don't know exactly what that was, but, but he knew what it was, and God knew what it was, and God said to Paul, even even in your weakness, even in that, with that thorn in your flesh, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. You say, well, that's me too. Like, I, I keep stumbling. I keep falling. There's this thing in my life. There's this mindset. There's this attitude. There's this thing that happened to me in the past. And for you, it's almost like a thorn in your flesh. It's like something that you just can't get ahead. And God says, even there, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah, I've made this mistake. I have this kind of problem. I've made this thing happen in my life. And, and it's my own fault or it's, it's not my fault or whatever it is. And God says, my grace is sufficient for you. Because God's grace helps me. God's grace, no matter what we've done. I like that verse in, in the book of Acts where it says that as, after Peter and John, they were being persecuted and told not to preach in the name of Jesus anymore. And they came back to the church and they prayed. And the place where they met was shaken. And then it says that a great grace came upon the church. How many are believing for a great grace to come upon First Assembly? A great grace, a great grace that will help us. That will help us and move us into all the things that God has in his heart. For us and our families, our individual lives, for our church family, for our future, for the vision, God's grace helps, and he's a helper, and he is helping us, and he will help us. How many are thankful for that? God's grace, here's another wave. He heals. I like this from Psalm. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he has done for me. Watch this. He forgives oh, all of my sins, for by grace you are saved. He forgives all of my sins. He forgives all of my sins and he heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like eagles. Amen. How many are thankful that God heals us? He forgives all my sins. For by grace you have been saved through faith. We thank God for that. And he heals us of all our diseases. I love hearing those stories of what happened at camp this past week, last couple of weeks. And friends, we're gonna keep contending and praying and leaning in. Listen, we're just, we're just drawing a line in the sand. The first assembly, we're a place that we believe God still heals today. Not only does he heal, he can heal, he, he wants to heal. We don't always understand the process or the valley, 
But we're gonna stand and we're gonna contend and you can always know that this is a place we're gonna walk with you, we're gonna stand with you, we're gonna contend with you, we're gonna see, we're gonna see the goodness of God in the land of the living, we're gonna see it. Because God's our healer and it's his grace, his great grace that comes upon our lives that brings us to a place of healing and wholeness. Emotionally, physically. And God's uncapping that well in this church. Here's another wave and then we're gonna prepare our hearts for communion. The band can come back at this time. As we just be, and ushers, you can begin to prepare as well. But grace is not a theological principle. I love this. Friends, grace is a person. His name is Jesus. For the law was given through Moses. Do you remember the Ten Commandments? The law was given through Moses. And I want you to see this too. Even Listen to this. Watch this. Even in the Ten Commandments, there's grace. It was on two stone tablets, five and five. And the number of five in Scripture is the number of grace. Even in the Ten Commandments. But here's the thing. We cannot live up to them. They're good, and we try, and we do our best, but we always fail. Somehow we all fall short of that. So the law came through Moses. It showed us how we are to live our lives. It showed us how to walk in holiness and who God is. And, 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 and we are lost without the law. It was a, a teacher for us. And we're thankful for the law. And Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but actually to fulfill the law. I actually came to fulfill this, this law. But, but the law, the law will kill if we try to do it on our own. But grace will bring life because Jesus himself, he said, remember this, Jesus said, I am the truth. He said, I am the truth. I'm not just one who will point you to the truth. In the same way, Jesus, I am grace. He is grace. Grace is a person to experience. It is not just a theological principle. It is a person to experience. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth, grace and truth at work in our lives came through Jesus Christ. Friends, when you fall down, when you fail, you're, you're not reaching out to a theology. I want, I want, I want us to, to get this wave today. Let, let this wave come in and crash in and reform our mindsets. When we fail, when we sin, we're not going, well, theologically, I got a verse here and, and, and the Bible says here that Okay, so I'm, I got a little bit of a kind of a contract with God. Okay, I'm just going to say, by grace I'm saved. Okay, so I'm, hope, I'm hoping my sins are forgiven. Theologically, it kind of says I do, so I, I want to believe it. I'm trying to believe it. In my unbelief, help me believe. And then we don't change. It doesn't impact us because it's just kind of a theology or a concept. But friends, grace is a person. His name is Jesus. Grace, grace is not just a concept or a theology. So when, when you fall, don't reach out to, to, to a concept. Reach out to Jesus, and he will heal you, and he will forgive you, and he will restore you. And, and, and you will say, Lord, remember that, that sin that I did five years ago or five months ago? or five, And he'll say, what sin? I've chosen to forget. As far as the east is from the west, I have, for, I have forgiven you. And walk today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of grace. Your sins are forgiven. From the past, you have been justified. Just as you, if, if you have never sinned, it takes care of all of your past. 
You have, are being now sanctified, which means today, even today, and the, and the sins, e- even in your future, they're, they're covered with the blood of Jesus. You're forgiven. There's grace for you to walk in the live. Do we try to sin? No. Do we try to? No. But when we do, friends, we just, we, we walk in that righteousness of Christ. And for glorification, that one day we will rule and reign with Christ and no more sin and no more tears and failure and shame. God's grace covers it all. Past, present, future. God's grace is greater than any failure, any setback, any unwise choice that we've ever made. God's grace is greater than our feelings. It's greater than our emotions. It's greater than the stories we tell ourselves. And today, let's let the wave of grace, Jesus himself, his presence, wash anew over us as a church, wash anew over us as, as principles like, like wave upon wave, grace upon grace. Would you just reach out even in this moment and just, if you'd like to, I would invite you just to even reach out your hands and as a posture of receiving and just say, God, just come wash over me. Just, I wanna grow in grace. <laughs> I, 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 want to, I wanna be strong in grace. Would you just wash over me? Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your healing. Thank you, God, for your justification. Thank you, God, for your grace today. Thank you for your empowerment. Thank you for your your enabling grace in my life. We just receive grace after grace. The goodness of God, the kindness of God. As Casey said yesterday, it is the undeserved, unearned, unmerited favor and blessing of God. And it moves us from a narrow space, a narrow place of living to a wide open space where we're shouting out the praises of God because God's grace is just that good. It's amazing. (laughs) It's transformational. It will transform not only our lives, but a whole city because we are declaring today that we are people of grace. We've received grace and we're giving grace and we're pouring out grace. Oh God, we thank you for your grace. And no matter how much sin and shame and failure, grace will always chase you down and will beat failure every time in your life. Every time you say, well, I got all this, all this failure and all this sin, grace passes it every time. Grace is coming around the corner right now. That wave of grace is crashing into you right now. That wave is crashing over our city. That wave is crashing over our nation right now. The wave of grace is crashing in and is flowing in and is reforming. It's shifting right now like shifting sand, Father, over this nation. We pray that the wave of grace, the grace of God, the enabling empowerment over the people of God, the church, politicians won't save us. Laws won't save us. Only Jesus will save us. Only your grace, oh God. Only your grace will wake us up. Only your grace will forgive us. Only your grace will fortify us. Only your grace will provide for us. Only your grace. Oh God, and your grace is sufficient where we're weak. It is by grace you've been saved. We can't do it on our own. And so we thank you that you have poured out wave upon wave over us today, Lord. Father, I speak to families even now. Grace to families. Grace to marriages. Grace to children with disabilities. Grace 
Here comes the wave. Here comes the wave. Here comes the wave. Here comes the wave. Let it wash over you. It's coming in unique. It's coming in strong. It's coming in, it's coming in personalized. It's a personalized wave. Here it comes. It's cresting. It's coming in powerfully. It's coming in gently. It's coming in now. It's coming in splashing, refreshing. It speaks of the Holy Spirit. It speaks of the Spirit, the Spirit of God. It speaks of the Spirit coming fresh upon your life, wave after wave, grace after grace, grace upon grace. Let it come, let it come, let it come. Holy Spirit, we welcome the new work, the new wine, the new wave. In the name of Jesus, come on. If you pray in the Spirit, just, it's a good time to begin to pray in the Spirit right now. If you, be, if you pray in the Spirit, let's just pray in the Spirit. Come on. Pray in the Spirit and with understanding. Let's just let wave upon wave upon wave, grace upon grace, grace upon grace. Oh, God, we thank you for your grace. Grace to our children. Grace to our grandchildren. Grace. Grace upon our employment. Grace upon our businesses. Grace upon grace. Not just a little bit of grace. Unlimited grace. God, break off the scarcity mindset, the scarcity mentality. God, that our culture has tried to push us into, that there's not enough, that there's only a limited supply. Oh God, in you, there's grace upon grace upon grace upon grace, and we receive it today in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm gonna ask the ushers to come and just be, begin to distribute the bread and the cup, and we're gonna take this moment to receive communion together as we are reminded of the body broken for us, the body of Jesus on the cross and his blood shed out, spilled out for us. And if you're here today, if you're here today, friend, and you don't know Jesus in your life, you have not received his forgiveness and his grace and his mercy, it is available for you today. You don't have to earn it. Maybe you've been part of a false religion. Maybe you've been part of something trying to help yourself get better. Maybe you've been looking to all kinds of other things. But today, if you will receive his grace freely into your life, you can become a child of God. You can have your sins forgiven. You can't earn it. And if there's anyone here today I just want to pray with you right now as we receive communion. You'd be welcome to receive that communion today. So, Father, if there's anyone here right now that as they call upon your name, that you would hear and you would listen and they would be saved by grace in this moment. So, Father, we thank you. Just call out to God today if that's your desire. And, Lord, we receive salvation and grace today in all of our lives. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship as we receive communion. Thank you so much for listening to this message. We pray that you have received truth and have been encouraged. For more information about First Assembly, how to get connected, and to listen to our latest worship albums, please visit our website at www.fa.church.